Welcome to the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe life is better when you love the way you look. Style doesn't have to be complicated, and getting dressed can actually be fun. It's time to ditch that closet full of nothing to wear and instead create a fabulous functional wardrobe that makes you feel stylish, confident, and ready for anything. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and I've been dressing real women for almost 20 years. There isn't a body type or wardrobe challenge I haven't seen. And in this podcast, I'll share practical lessons from my journey that you can use to make creating a look you love easier than you ever imagined. Get ready to love getting dressed again. Hello, beautiful. Thank you for joining another episode of the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe that style should be easy and getting dressed can be fun. Ladies, our body type series has ended, and I really hope you picked up a few tips to make getting dressed and shopping and dressing your body type easier. I also hope that you came away with from the episodes feeling like dressing your body type is just one part of the style equation, and being bound by arbitrary rules takes a lot of the fun out of style and building a wardrobe. All right, you know that I really believe in the transformative power of clothing, so today we have a special guest in our student spotlight segment. My friend and client, Kelly, is joining us to talk about how changing her wardrobe helped her feel confident and ready for anything from taking the kids to the bus stop to growing her business. Also today, I'm going to school you on another sleeve type, and in office hours, I get to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is dressing our daughters. But first, let's check in on your homework from the last episode. Your homework was just for the self-described pairs, and that was to go through your closet and look at your favorite pieces, as well as the ones you just don't love for some reason. Hopefully, you saw some connections with the guidelines I shared last week. I'd love to hear your thoughts on which tips you found helpful. Head on over to the Everyday Style Lounge on Facebook and join the conversation. The link is in the show notes. All right, let's start today's episode, as always, with lessons from Linda. Today's Linda was one of my very first clients, and years later, I still remember working with her like it was yesterday. Like a lot of my clients, Linda was a stay-at-home mom who was going back into the workforce part-time. Even though she was going into a casual office environment, she needed to up her style a little bit. She could still wear jeans, but they couldn't be the sad, saggy jeans she was frumping around in all the time. Ladies know what I'm talking about? I know you do. On the pre-service questionnaire that I have my clients fill out, I ask about their budget, not only What do they plan on spending when they're shopping with me? But also, how much do they spend total per year? By the way, the answer to that question is almost always, I have no idea, which is a topic for another day, and we will cover that. Anyway, I also ask how much my Lindas would spend on a special occasion outfit, a pair of jeans, an everyday top, and a pair of shoes. Those answers really help me understand where my client's style priorities are and maybe where they need to shift their budgets a little bit to get the results that they want. This particular Linda told me that she would spend $300 on a special occasion outfit, and she consistently did, as she and her husband had one big event that they went to each year. It was really important to them, and it was really important that she looked great. She told me that she'd spend $35 on a pair of jeans, $20 on an everyday top, and $50 on a pair of shoes. Here's the kicker, though. This Linda was really strict about and actually knew her annual clothing budget, and spent between five and $600 on clothing per year. So here's what was happening. She was spending half of her yearly clothing budget on a look for one night. And granted, it was a big night that was important to her, but was still just one night. And the other 364 days a year, she was wearing terrible, worn out, 
frumpy jeans that made her feel terrible. One night a year, she felt great. The others, not so much. So I encouraged Linda to put on a pair of designer jeans. She had never, ever, ever had a pair of jeans that cost over $50, let alone $150. She put them on and she was like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. They feel good. They're comfortable. I love the way I look in them. She reluctantly bought them. I said, you know what? I think you're going to love these. They're perfect for you. Two weeks later, she emailed me and she said, I threw away all my jeans and I went and replaced them with that brand. She bought three more pairs of those expensive jeans. But here's what I want you to take away from this, Linda. Spend your money where you spend your time. I'll say it again. Spend your money where you spend your time. I see this all the time with clients. They buy clothes for an aspirational life and leave nothing left for the way they really live. I know women who work out a lot, but they don't buy fabulous gym clothes because they, it's not quote unquote their real lives. Actually, friends, it is. If that's what you do every day, that's your real life. Dress for it. Dress in a way that makes you feel fabulous for the places you really go. If you're a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl like this, Linda, have fabulous jeans and t-shirts. This is the foundation of everyday style. It's, it's not saving style for special occasions. It's loving your wardrobe every single day. Because when you love the way you look, even at the park, the gym, or the grocery store, you feel better about yourself. And when you feel good about yourself, you're unstoppable. Now, you might be thinking, but that one night is so important to her. And it was. It absolutely was. But there are so many options when it comes to formal wear that don't have to break the budget. The first, obviously, is Rent the Runway, which is what we did for her. For $75, she wore a gown that retailed for almost $1,000. That was way better than any $300 dress she was putting on before, right? You can also borrow dresses from friends if you have friends that go to the same kinds of events. You can recycle your own dresses every few years, change up your accessories. Even Kate Middleton does it. So if it's good enough for the Duchess, it's good enough for you. Amazon is another great resource for one-time formal dresses. Of course, read reviews, reviews, reviews. And if you are feeling the need to shop in store, check Lord & Taylor Clearance. They have the best formal dresses in my opinion. And I actually found a dress for a client. She was going to some fancy schmance party and we found her dress that had been $675 and we got it for 40. So make sure that you are shopping clearance. There are a lot of ways to keep those special occasion outfits special without sacrificing so much of your budget. Spend your money where you spend your time and focus on building a fabulous everyday wardrobe that you really love. All right, let's move on to the word of the week in our vocabulary lesson. So for the past two weeks, we've been talking about sleeves. Remember, we're talking about the seam at the shoulder, not necessarily length, not sleeve shape. This line makes a big difference in flattering your shoulders, upper body, and bust. And we've covered set-in sleeves, which is just that vertical default sleeve. And then we talked about cap sleeve last week. Today, we are covering my favorite sleeve type, which is the raglan sleeve. Here's what a raglan sleeve is. Instead of a vertical seam at the shoulder, like a set-in sleeve, A raglan sleeve has a diagonal seam from armpit up to the neckline. The best way to visualize this is by thinking of a baseball t-shirt, right? Not all raglan tops are color block like that. It's just a good way to picture how that sleeve looks. Now, if you're still not sure what a raglan sleeve is, I've put a link in the show notes for examples for you. I mentioned that this is my favorite sleeve and here's why. Remember what we know about lines? They tell your eyes where to go right? They tell your eyes where to go. They tell other people's eyes where to go. The diagonal line of the raglan sleeve draws the eye up and in, which minimizes the shoulders. So if like me, you are broad shoulders, this makes your shoulders look narrower. 
also functionally, these tops are cut with more room in the shoulder without having to size up. So if you're one of those people that, you know, you do the reach out in front of you thing and your shirts are always pulling across the shoulders, but you can't really size up because it gets bigger everywhere else, a raglan sleeve can be the perfect solution. But what does this mean for those of you who are not broad shoulders? One stylist I follow says raglans are magical for broad-shouldered and small-shouldered people, but I have to be honest, I've never found that to be true. All of the narrow-shouldered people that I've worked with and put raglan tops on, they look even more narrow-shouldered. So if your uh, lower body is bigger, you don't want your upper body to look even smaller. This is maybe a, a sleeve type that you want to steer clear of. However, if you do like a raglan sleeve and you have narrow shoulders, Having a raglan sleeve that leads to a crew neck or another neckline that is really close to the neck will help minimize the shoulder narrowing effect. The other group that struggles with raglan sleeves are women with big busts. The seam seems to frame your boobs and kind of put them on display. And you know, you can choose how you feel about that. If that's something you're going for, raglan it up. Now, this effect is more pronounced when you're wearing a color blocked raglan, kind of like that baseball tee where the sleeves are one color and the body is a different color. If you have a top that's all solid color or print, whatever, but it's the same on body and sleeves, you're going to minimize kind of that chest framing effect. Next week, we're finishing up our mini series on sleeve types. But in the meantime, share your thoughts and questions on the raglan sleeve in the episode post in the Everyday Style Lounge. Let's move on to office hours. And today, Lisa has a very important question. Lisa, how can I help? Hi, Jennifer. This is not a question for me, but because I know you have daughters, I'm wondering how you handle it when they want to wear something that you consider questionable. Thanks so much. Wow. That is a big and hugely important question that really speaks to me as a mom of two daughters. It's actually something I get asked a lot about after speaking engagements too. So let me share what works in our house. Here goes. Ready? Beyond the three B's rule, I couldn't care less what my daughters wear. All right. Beyond the three B's, I can't, I don't care what they wear. What are the three B's? In our house for our daughters, bellies, butts, and boobs must be covered. That's it. Those are the three B's. My girls are seven and 11, and I prefer a little bit of modesty. If your girls wear bikinis and crop tops, there's no judgment. You don't have to send me an email. I don't think less of you as a mother. This is just what works in our house. Our girls know the rules and we're consistent about them. So we're not having this fight every time something comes up. My little daughter put on a swimsuit the other day and it was just really narrow cut on the top. And she said, oh, no, my boobies are showing. And they weren't, you know, they weren't hanging out, but it was a little, it was a little bare and she knew that. So beyond that though, I really don't care. It's a total free for all. I let them wear what they like and here's why. I truly believe that it is easier to like the way you look when you look the way you like. As a mom of daughters, I worry about their self-image, and I don't think it helps to have a mom who tells you what looks good or what looks right. When you're allowed to look the way you like, it's easier to like the way you look. And as I send my daughters through the tween and the teen and the adult years, I want them to like the way they look. A few years ago, I was in my bathroom. I was putting on makeup, and my oldest, who was probably six at the time, came in in an outfit that was, I mean, it was just indescribable. I saw her in the mirror behind me and all I could say was, wow, that's an outfit. Her face lit up. She beamed with pride and she said, I know. Sometimes I put things together that people wouldn't like, but then I see myself and think, I look amazing. 
I mean, I was floored by that response. Who am I to take that away from her? Who am I to tell her that her outfit wasn't amazing? In fact, kind of looked like it was put together by a colorblind clown. It was crazy, but she felt amazing in it. And that's what matters. There are moments because I am human that I haven't reacted to their outfits in a way that I'm proud of. I've suggested outfit changes or styling tweaks, and the look on their faces crushes me every time. They go from being proud and excited about the way they look to deflated and dejected. A couple of those looks and I've learned to shut my trap real quick. I never want to be the reason that they have that look on their face. There was one morning I was I was giving a talk to a group of women and before I went on stage I was chatting with some of the women over coffee and we were laughing about our kids crazy outfits. I think it was a morning where my girls had put together some seriously incredible looks and we were just kind of laughing about it and sharing stories and one of the moms said, "Oh no, not me. If my daughter comes downstairs looking like that, I send her right back up to her room to change." And I thought about this little girl whose first message of the morning was, you don't look okay. You need to look better. I never want to be that person. I never want to send that message to my daughter. The thing is, the way your kids look isn't a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. My daughter's first grade teacher doesn't think I'm laying out pink and red camel printed leggings with an orange tie-dye sweatshirt and rainbow socks. She knows that that was all my daughter's doing. And hopefully she appreciates the creative little person who just loves color. I know I sure do. A wise woman once said something to me that has shaped my philosophy as a stylist and as a mother. It was actually my mom. And we were looking through old pictures and I asked as a child of the 80s, how did you let us leave the house like that? And she said this, you should write this down if you're not driving. You thought you looked great. Who was I to disagree? Just because it isn't my style doesn't mean it was wrong. Mic drop from my mom, right? She also said, this is how you develop your personal style. And as I watch my daughters grow, I see them starting to put things together in a way that is, well, it's less crazy. Let's just say that. My older daughter asked for advice, which I never offer. And my little one came home after the last day of first grade and said, I think my style next year will be a little more matching and a little less colorful. Awesome, kid. You do you. Finally, I want to leave you with this. I work with the daughters of mothers who controlled what their kids wore. They have no idea what they like, even as grown women. They're afraid of getting it wrong. They are so wrapped up in the rules that they can't enjoy getting dressed. They can't step outside their comfort zones and try something new. That's not how I want my girls to be when they're grown up. I want them to be confident, have fun with their clothes, try new things, and know what they like. And I think it starts with allowing them to look the way they like from a young age. So to sum it up, my advice, Lisa, would be to decide what is objectionable to you. Decide beforehand. Communicate that clearly and consistently to your daughters. Beyond that, give them the space to express themselves. And remember, what they wear is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. Lisa, thanks again for asking such a fabulous question. As a thank you, I'm sending you a copy of the Everyday Style Challenge. These are 31 simple, quick, less than five-minute daily tasks that will help you discover your personal style, cut through the closet clutter, and use more of what you already own. Ladies, if you would like to get a copy of the Style Challenge for free, or if you've got a question you'd like me to answer, head over to my website, youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast, find the big orange button and hit record, and then ask away. If I use your question on the show, I'll send you a copy of the Style Challenge. Just a little tech hint, you can use your Android mobile device 
But if you have an iPhone, the desktop app works much better. Okay, we'll be back in just a second with our first student spotlight. Hey, if you are looking for more style advice, current events, and fashion fun, make sure you're following my Facebook page, Everyday Style with Jen. Each week I do a live video tackling a topic that makes style easier and getting dressed more fun. The link is in the show notes. Okay, everybody, I am super excited about this next segment. You know I believe you can change your life by changing your pants, but who better to tell you about that than the women who have actually experienced it? But before we meet our Spotlight student, I want to say that even though we're talking about the transformative power of clothing today, this isn't a commercial for my services. Yes, I would love to work with you. If you are struggling, feeling frumpy, you haven't felt like yourself for ages, I'd love you to head over to youreverydaystyle.com and see if a capsule wardrobe subscription or a one-on-one session could help you. But by no means do I think that's the only way to get style help. You can contact a local wardrobe stylist. You can go to Nordstrom and use their free styling services. You can even just make a little extra effort every day on your own. It doesn't have to be a big investment, but if you're stuck in a style rut or tired of feeling frumpy and you're ready to do things differently, it's time to start. And I hope this conversation gives you the kick in the pants you need to take the next step. All right, let's meet our student. Kelly Sanabria is a mom of two who's had to learn the hard way to take care of herself and believes that every woman needs support in order to grow. She's also the founder and CEO of Femworking, an online community of masterminds for female entrepreneurs. Kelly is a self-help junkie, lover of Netflix, and super fan of Ed Sheeran. She's passionate about mental health and making the world a better place for girls. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for being on the show today. Hey, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. So I should mention that if people follow my Facebook page, which is just Everyday Style with Jen, they probably have seen your video, which you sent me one day. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you texted me a video of your closet, which is super pared down because of the capsule. And then I texted you back and said, I'm going to use this. And you were like, what? <laughs> but I think everybody should know by now, if you send me something that talks about how awesome capsules are and how good you feel when you do them. I'm going to use it. So thank you for that. And it's such a cute video and everyone loves your clothes. Everyone wants to know where you got your stuff. So well, they were all capsule, capsule pieces. So, well, yeah, but, you know, it's always funny to see how people end up with different looking capsules, even though we all start with the same things. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I love that about the capsules is that you encourage people to kind of, what is it that you say? You say, you do you. You do you. I love that about the capsules because I can take it and add my little twist to it, you know? Yes, yes. And like your camo shirt, which I think was last fall, was so cute. And I a lot of people had a hard time finding a camo shirt that they loved, but yours was like so adorable. So thank you for sending that video. I appreciate it. Um, fun. And I should also say Kelly's a friend of mine and we mastermind together every week. We get online with a group of women and we talk about our businesses so that we don't have to annoy our husbands, right? All day exactly. long. Exactly you know, and we have support in each other. So Kelly is a friend. She's also a client. So thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. All right. Because this is a podcast about style, I ask all my guests the same three questions to get to know your style a little bit. So let's, let's dig in. In three words, describe your style. So the first thing I would say is American, which I know people might be like, what does that mean? Which when I think of American style, I think of jeans, Navy, the color navy, like navy blue, white. Like I love these white Converse shorelines. Yeah, I think Converse is an American brand, right? Yeah, Converse is very American. So 
the white Converse for the summer. I like kind of like a, I don't know, like a European, like preppy vibe. I also like casual. That would be my second word. Okay. And, and then I have to throw on to all of that, which is going to sound counter counterintuitive, but I got to throw the word glam in there. Cause I do like a little bit of glam. I love pairing a cool outfit with really well done makeup and, and when your hair is done. And then of course, in the accessories, you can add on all the glam that you want. I think that's interesting. That's kind of like the Pinterest Holy Grail, right? When we go on there and we see this girl and she's wearing just like a really simple outfit, but she's super pulled together and she has a cool necklace and, you know, lots of interesting bracelets and perfect, like the perfect messy bun. That is kind of like American casual glam. Yeah. It is. I, you know what? I think those are good words because I see you every week and I think, yeah, that describes Kelly. Good job. Yep, that's All right. I if I gave you a $500 gift card to use in one store to spend on yourself, can't buy anything for your kids, what store would you, would you go to? It would definitely be either Nordstrom or Nordstrom Rack. I'm a huge okay. fan of the quality of clothing I can get there. The brand that I would pick there would be, there's a brand of jeans called Democracy Jeans that just with my current shape, there's the, they have this thing called Absolution Technology. And it's yes. like basically an elastic waistband in your jeans or your yes. jeggings. And it's fantastic. Like it's, it's my favorite pair of jeans. They also sell a lot of good Nike stuff jewelry and accessories there. So the ab solution that you're talking about, the ab technology, that's really good for women with curves. Mm-hmm. If you have a smaller waist than you do rear end, that's a great thing. If you are like me and you are really straight through, through that area of your body, that just digs in and it's super uncomfortable. So I have to find the freedom, you know, so they have like the absolution and then they have the freedom line and I have to okay. find the freedom, which is so much harder. But when I do, I snap them up because I love, love, love that brand. I'm the same way. And you can get those jeans at Nordstrom Rack for like 40 bucks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the same. Even if I'm not shopping like for jeans or if it's not a capsule like that I'm, I'm, hunt, I'm on the hunt for, yeah. if I find a good pair of Democracy Absolution jeans there, I'm getting them. Without a doubt. So here's a funny wardrobe malfunction story about Democracy. I had this pair of skinny jeans and they were perfect and they felt like pajamas. They were so comfortable. Like, you know, when you are wearing out jeans so much, you kind of, you're a little nervous to wear them out. You're like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> yes. So I was getting to that point and they were getting like threadbare. And then I had this little string at my waist and I was, I was just going to pull it off. I pulled it, the entire waistband unraveled and my pants fell down. <laughs> <laughs> were you out when that happened or were you at home? I was luckily at home because otherwise oh. that was a major wardrobe malfunction. That would be, yeah, that's next level if that happened out in public. <laughs> You're listening and you love and you need good jeans. Go try the democracy. I think they're one of the best brands for the um for the money. Okay. I, Last I was gonna ask, can I add one thing to that? Yeah. One little hack that your listeners might appreciate that I just learned about is when you're jeans. So if you're like maybe plus size mm-hmm. and you destroy the inner thighs of your jeans. Okay. I just learned that you can go and take them to a tailor and they'll put a patch on the inner thighs of your jeans so that they don't like, cause they, my jeans will literally fall apart at the inner thigh. Cause they could, because my thighs rub together, Yeah. but you can just get like a second life out of your jeans. You just go and have them. sew a patch to the inner thighs of the jeans and it's, you can't see it from the outside. It's amazing. So you do it after you've, you've rubbed them bare. Yeah. But now that you're asking that, I could probably get it done earlier. I'm wondering if it's like a reinforcement kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. But it does, I think either way it would rub the outside of the jeans, not the inside. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I, I just, would, because but... when you, when you pay good money for jeans, you know, yeah. I just, I don't want to throw them away. They're perfectly good otherwise. So I've done that now. I just had three pairs done at the same time and just picked them all up from the the tailor, but I love it. 
That is a really good trick. So with my body shape, that is not a, that's not an issue that I have. I have others, trust me, but that's not an issue that I have, but that's interesting to hear. I tell you what, I would have paid any amount of money to bring those jeans back to life. But my husband was like, okay, it's time to, they're, they're done, Jen. They're done. Let the jeans go. Let them go. Okay. Finally, what item of clothing that you currently wear makes you feel the best about yourself and why? I would probably say if I had to pick a clothing item, I would say these t-shirts that I have from Amazon, I kind of have a long torso. And so I like, but I also don't want a really big baggy t-shirt. So I like something that's kind of slightly fitted, but not too snug. Um, And I found these t-shirts on Amazon, which I can send you the link for that just, they just fit perfectly. And so I feel really good when I wear them because they have a really good cut, but I have to add on there, even though it's not clothing, I have to add on there, my jewelry, my jewelry lately has just been really making me feel feel good. It just gives you that extra layer. Like you were saying, kind of that Holy grail when you add the jewelry layer on top. It's like the finish. It's, is there a a specific piece that you're loving right now? Oh, I really love. So the past couple of capsules have had the personalized necklaces. So I have a tortoise shell with my initials that I really love. And I have a gold um, necklace with my name on it that I really love. And then another one that's longer that I don't know how to describe it. It kind of has like three half moons with fringe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So those are my, those are my favorite ones, but I also really love those midi rings. The ones that go like halfway down your finger. I'm obsessed with those. I love the concept. They just always feel awkward to me and I'm always playing with them. So yeah, my whole desk, I wish people could see, I'll post a picture one day. It's just kind of like a jewelry graveyard because I get dressed in the morning and I accessorize and then I come down to my office and I go, Oh shoot, I have to take off the necklace to record a podcast or they're banging on my computer. And so it all just sort of ends up here. And I have all these little containers, like cute mugs that I don't like to drink out of end up here. And I just like fill them. And then I take them all up to my bed with one table. Yeah. I'm like Hansel and Gretel. I leave a jewelry trail everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> That's so perfect for you. <laughs> right. You can always find me. Follow the bracelets. Okay. All right. So let's dig into your story. How long have you been a capsule subscriber? I was thinking about it uh, yesterday when I was talking to my husband, I think maybe a little over a year. Okay. Maybe a year of the season. Okay. So tell me what prompted you to buy the capsule for the first time or to want to improve your style. I think I was in a place where I was already feeling tired of being frumpy, but okay. I didn't know where to start. I just felt completely overwhelmed. Like I had, I had literally been in yoga pants for like five years. Was the yoga pant phase, did that come with kids or did it come from working at home? What prompted the yoga pant phase? It definitely came with kids. And I, and I think that it all started with the nursing tanks. Like that was the first thing, like all through pregnancy, I was dressed up. I had a good maternity wardrobe. Like I enjoyed being, you know, being cute, feeling fabulous. And then once the nursing tank started, like I just style wise was, had a hard time figuring that out. You know, that's a very specific, you know, it's essentially a cami, but I wasn't a cami wearer before that. So that threw me off. And then, you know, really just get into for me, and I had two kids pretty close together. It just became like survival mode. Like there was always a kid crying or somebody whose nose needed to be wiped or a meal that needed to be made. And I was just not a priority in that mix. So it was just get up, throw on what was like on the floor from yesterday that I could, you know, reach and survive and survive all day long. And that was it. Like I was saying, I was frustrated, already had been frustrated for five years. And then right around that time, I had already started thinking kind of, how do I get back to where I was? I met you and I had never heard of a capsule. Like I had heard of a capsule, like, oh, you're going on vacation. 
like capsule wardrobe, but I didn't know that there was a service where you could get a capsule that has, you know, I, what is it like 40 pieces? How many pieces? are there? So 34 pieces and make 200 outfits. And so when I started to see your marketing and stuff, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I need because I don't want to go out and spend, you know, a million dollars on a new wardrobe, but to be able to put them all together and get so many outfits out of it, the concept really resonated with me. And then once I did the first capsule, I was like, okay, this is, this is my toolbox right now. This is what I need. And were you in a place where you were, I mean, your kids are still little. Mm-hmm. I say mine are grown, mine are seven and 10. So they're clearly not grown, but you know, they require not a lot of stuff that, that, you know, keeps me from getting dressed well, but your kids are, your kids are younger. So you're still technically probably in that yoga pant phase, right? Like people wouldn't side eye you, right? I think at seven and 10, people would be like, girl, put on, on," (laughs) right. But your kids are a little bit, a, a little bit younger. I mean, they're four and seven. I really feel like for me, it's a transitional age. Like now there's times where they can occupy themselves. Like you you get a little more breathing room. And my kids were very intense young children. When they were younger, they were both just intense is the word that I'll use. And so, yeah, I did not have any bandwidth for clothing, but I, I love that you mentioned the side eye too, because I think one of the biggest results that I've gotten out of this, like, this is going to sound so weird. If my neighbors listen to me, they're going to laugh, but like walking from my door to the car, walking from my door to the bus stop and like not feeling like, I hope I don't run into my neighbors because I'm just a yeah. hot mess. Like when you feel put together, you're like, yeah. oh, I would be okay running into my neighbors now versus when you're just like frumping it every day. For me, I got tired of being that person, like being that person that was never put together and just always like surviving. So having the capsules now just helps a ton. That's awesome. You know, that's funny because, you know, every time I do any kind of marketing, people say, who, you know, who's your customer? And I say, she doesn't really have babies. That's not my person. Cause I sort of respect that time where you are in survival mode myself. Mine was velour pants. So my first daughter was born in 2008 and this was sort of the end of like the JLo juicy <laughs> pants. And they sold them at old Navy and I bought them in every color. And I was in the biggest frump slump of all time. So I remember Christmas, my baby was about six months old. I was wearing like Christmas green velour pants. <laughs> and that like day I had pink. <laughs> it was so tragic, but that was sort of the, you know, that was the 2008 version of yoga pants. That's what we were wearing. And I felt so bad about myself. I felt so bad. I mean, I remember what I wore for Christmas that year. And I remember how bad I felt. And I remember being at the grocery store and I saw a neighbor who looked so cute. And I kind of like turned my cart and went down another aisle because I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. But there does come that time where your kids get a little bit older. And like you said, you have bandwidth again. You have time to get dressed. You have maybe some headspace to think about what do I want to wear? Not like what's clean enough. Exactly. Well, and I think too, for me coming out of that, for me was a big, like, who am I anyway? Like I had really lost myself when I had kids. And so style and clothing was one of, it was actually a really great conduit to be able to go, well, what do I like to wear? What is my style now? Because it might not be the same as before you had kids. It's probably going to align a little bit, but yeah, for me, it was a really fun way to kind of get back in touch with who I am and what I want and, and just do something for myself. I think it's a funny thing. Style for women stops when they have their first baby, right? 
So I'll see clients and they will have been in that baby phase because a lot of people have kids back to back to back to back Mm -hmm. and they'll have been in that baby phase for a long time and they've come out and I I can look at a client and I say, oh, you had your first baby, I don't know, like 2010. And they (sighs) say, how do you know? (laughs) And I say, because that's what we were wearing in 2010. Oh my God, that's amazing. But it's true. It's true because that's sort of where where we as women leave off, right? When we have kids, that's where it ends for us. The world keeps turning, you know, styles keep evolving. And when you're finally back in your clothes, they're not really applicable to who you are anymore, or, you know, they're not necessarily current. It's a funny thing to see. Like I can say, Britney Spears was big when you, <laughs> when you started having kids, right? Well, it's funny when you mentioned the, the juicy and the, and the velour, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, clothing, I can pinpoint times for clothing. It's, I mean, obviously I look at clothes all day long. It's what I do, but it's so funny to see that you don't even think women don't think that they would remember. But if I say, you know, JLo juicy, you would know, you would know exactly that time frame. So yep. that's, that's a fun thing. So tell me, so you've been doing the capsules ab- about a year. Mm-hmm. What changes have you seen for yourself now that you now that you're dressing differently, you're dressing in a way that makes you happy. I think that when I'm dressed, it almost adds to like my purpose of my day, if that makes, I know that yeah. sounds really kind of dramatic. Okay. But like, and I work from home. I think that's a key thing for me too, to to kind of distinguish here. So for me, I could get up and wear yoga pants and workout clothes all day long mm-hmm. and get away with it. And no one would really care. Take my kids to the bus work on my laptop for a few hours, pick them up from the bus, do dinner, bed, done. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I have days where, you know, I can get up and get dressed, I just feel like, okay, now I'm ready to be an adult. I'm ready to work. It just gives me this mindset. Like I'm ready for the day. And that for me has been really valuable. Yeah. I think, especially as a business owner, It would be, and I work from home too. I could wear yoga pants and no makeup and no bra, frankly, and no one would ever know. But for me, like putting on the clothes of business owner, of wardrobe styles, they make me feel like that thing, right? And I do better work as I'm sure you do. I mean, you help female entrepreneurs, which I mean, that's a, that's a big job. And I think that when we get up, get up, get dressed and show up, we show up differently, you know, depending on how we're dressed. I when agree. I, I think in my office in a blouse, I act differently than when I sit in my office in a sweatshirt. I totally agree. And I, I think that when I come and I, it's like, I'm, I show up, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to show up for my community. Even, you know, we have like a, an online Facebook group where all of our members. Are. I feel like even when I go in there, it's just like, you're just ready to start your day. You're ready to produce work. You're ready to put things out in the world. It's just like a, it's almost a marker in your day. Yeah. You say, okay, now I'm going in this direction. Now this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I love it. Do you find you're more productive when you're dressed? I think I am. I hadn't thought about that before, but now that you're asking, I think I probably am more productive, almost like a brain hack, to be honest with you. Cause it's, it's probably silly. It really doesn't matter if when I'm sitting in front of my laptop, my laptop and my workload doesn't really care what I'm wearing, but my brain, my brain knows there's a difference. And I think it makes you take your day more seriously. Well, that's actually a thing. So there's a ton of research done on, you know, the casual workplace. Does it matter what people wear to work, all that stuff? And you can find research that says it does. You can find research that says it doesn't. So it's kind of 
kind of null, like mm, not really, nobody knows. But here's the study that really, I think is really interesting. They gave all the participants of the study a white coat. And they said to some people that it's a deli coat, you know, like the Mm -hmm. deli worker coat. And they said, told other people, it's a doctor coat. The people who were told it was a doctor coat performed better on the test every single time. And so what they learned is that it's not about the clothes. It's about the mindset that you put on. Like I'm thinking like a doctor now, which, you know, no disrespect to deli workers. That's a, you know, that's a legit job too. But people who felt like they were doctors, they kind of pulled it together a little bit more. And I think that that's sort of, that's what I try and and work with my clients. You know, if they dress for the job you want, not the job you have, right? So if I have a client who is in the workforce, don't just go in in frumpy clothes. Don't just go in in the bare minimum that you can get away with. Dress like you want the promotion. And for entrepreneurs, it's kind of hard because there's no one to give you the promotion. There's no one to see you. It has to be that internal motivation thing. Exactly. Well, I try to do kind of your, kind of what you're talking about. Like I try to envision like, who do I want to be in the world? Who do I want to be in my life? And it's this woman who's like really put together just on top of it, you know, has a certain look, like takes care of her skin, takes care of her hair. And yeah. so for me, sometimes when I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I really like, do I really need to get dressed? Yeah, I could. And so for me, it's about living into that. Like you said, dressing for the job that I want, dressing for who I'm becoming, dressing for my higher version of myself. And that feels good because then I'm, I'm also at the same time evolving from that frump into the next level that I want to be the next best version of myself, which feels really fun. I love that. I love that. And I think even women who stay home with kids can take something away from that. Because when you think about who do you want to be as a mom, it's not a mom who is frumpy and frazzled and hates the way she looks and doesn't want to run into anyone at the grocery store and doesn't want to go to the park because she feels bad about herself. I don't think that's anyone's vision of the kind of mom they want to be. It's the mom who has cute athleisure stuff on. It's the mom who has the perfectly messed up ponytail. It's the mom who, you know, has her Starbucks cup in one hand and isn't yelling at her kids, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like a Pinterest photo. Again, I'm seeing the Pinterest photos in my head. (laughs) We all want that, but I think getting dressed for the life you want is a really important thing. I think it really, it sets the tone. Now, will it stop you from yelling at your children like a crazy person? Probably not, but Maybe, maybe a little bit. Well, to add to that too, I would say I was a total mommy martyr. I Uh just felt the more I gave of myself into my kids, like that equated to love. And I actually learned this through, I I use a meditation app. And every time that I use the app, they they tell you to remember why you're doing this. Because it's not necessarily even just for yourself. Because when you meditate, when you dress well, when you take care of yourself, you are able to show up better for your family, for your friends, for your kid, for your business, whatever it is. So for me, I really had to learn like when I take care of myself in the form of dressing well, right? And you feel good when you're just out in the world. Yes, I I think that I am a better mom because in the times when I feel good about myself, when I feel like I'm taking care of myself, when I've taken the time and the money to do that. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. It's funny. I recorded a podcast that hasn't aired yet. It'll, it'll actually be the week before yours. And the lesson from Linda was not about not being a mommy martyr, that you are a person. You get to wear clothes that you like. You get to look the way that you like. And there is that little baby phase where, you know, you just got to lay it on the table and 
okay, you can get spit up on whatever it is, but that ends, that ends. And I actually think, and I know that you're passionate about raising confident girls and and helping girls in the world. I, that is something that's so huge for me. I think it is so good for my daughters to see me respect myself in that way. And I try to think about, I think about visiting my daughters when they are 30. Mm -hmm. I came to their house and they just put themselves last all the time. And they just were sad and frumpy and didn't feel like they were worth, you know, buying a pair of good jeans or worth throwing some makeup on. It would make me really sad. It would make me really sad. So to combat that, I put the makeup on, I buy the good jeans, I get dressed even when I don't need to, because I want them to see that that's a form of self-care and self-respect. Yeah. I think that's a huge point. I hadn't even thought of that, but the example that we're setting for, for our, our kids. Yeah. And you know, I, I know that boys, I'm sure boys get something out of that. I think that they benefit from having a mom who likes herself, but for girls, you learn how to be from your same gender parent. You know, your girls learn how to be from their moms. I, I want everybody to think about visiting your daughter in 30 years. What would you want her to be like? Would you want her to be happy and dressed and want to leave the house and willing to engage with the neighbors or hiding in her car because she doesn't want to get out at pickup time? You know, I think <laughs> we all want that first version for our, for our girls. All right, Kelly, let's talk about your business a little bit, because I think what you do is so interesting. And I know we do have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show. So tell us about Femworking. So Femworking is basically, we call it a community of masterminds. And so women are able to come together, female entrepreneurs are able to come together. They'll be placed in a group with up to eight other women. And they have a regular schedule for being able to come together and mastermind. And when we say mastermind, the concept of a mastermind is, is essentially using the collective wisdom of a group to help the people in that group. Mm -hmm. So it's like two or more people can get together and you can do this even if you're not a business owner, even if you want to do it around like clothing and have some accountability around, did you get up and put your you know clothes on today or making sure you get your capsule? You can mastermind about parenting. You can mastermind about anything, running, whatever it is. And so women are able to come together in the film working community. They're able to be a part of a mastermind, which we actually have each mastermind led by a trained femme leader who keeps track of kind of what's going on in the group. She facilitates the meeting. She keeps the meeting to an hour and she's able to also track accountability for our members, which they love because accountability is huge for getting anything done and, and just come together as a community. And so we have a couple of different mastermind um, circles that we run and we're all part of a larger community as well. So we can come together and build deep relationships with our individual Fem circles, which is what we call the masterminds, and then be a part of a larger community of female entrepreneurs as well. That is so cool. So yeah, I, w- I was mentioning earlier our mastermind that we meet every Wednesday at I don't know noonish, and we just sort of I don't know give each other feedback, bring our goals, bring our challenges. You know, there were a couple of weeks where I'm like, I'm on the ledge. I can't do this anymore. This is so hard. And everyone talks me off the ledge. And then the next week, someone else <laughs> is on the ledge and we talk them off the ledge. I mean, it's really just, it's so important to have connection and, and a support, especially when you work from home by yourself, because it's absolutely, you get inward. It's very easy. You know, when you go dark, not to have anybody to help you 
not, not go dark. So I think that's an amazing, amazing service that you offer women. Where can we find you online? Femworking.com is the best place to find us. You can also find us over on Facebook at Femworking. Okay. And Twitter at Femworking. And then you can find me if you want. I'm Kelly Sanabria. So K-E-L-E-Y. And then my last name, S-A-N-A-B-R-I-A, which is, I know we're probably going to have to put it in show notes or something. We're going to put it in the show notes. Spell either of my names, but. (laughs) Otherwise people are driving and trying to write your name and (laughs) accident. So I've got two final questions for you. Yep. Number one, what has been your favorite capsule piece? Which piece have you gotten the most wear out of? I would probably say, can it be a jewelry item? Yeah. It would be the tortoise shell monogram necklace. Yes, that was a good one. It's a good one. And I I keep wearing it. I mean, it, the way that it, it it just goes with every, it doesn't feel seasonal to me. It goes with every season. It really does. Um, I love tortoise shell with like camel in the fall. I think that's what I had. Um, I think so. But it is such a huge trend this summer. It is everywhere. So girls, if you're listening, I go by, by yourself, tortoise shell hoops or tortoise shell necklace or grab the capsule because it's got tons of tortie in it. Um, <laughs> last question. What would you like women to take away from our conversation today? That taking care of your wardrobe and putting good clothing on yourself is a really great form of self-care, a great way to get back in touch with yourself and that it will help you as you go out into the world to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's being an entrepreneur, whether that's working, in a typical workplace, whether that's being a mom, whatever it is, I think taking care of your clothing and getting dressed every day helps you do that, all of that better. Love that. Love that. Kelly, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. All right. And if you liked what Kelly said and you want what Kelly's got going, head over to youreverydaystyle.com and check out the capsule wardrobe guides. Join us in the community where we have a ton of fun. And we do wardrobe challenges. We do link updates. We do, what else do we do? Weekly Q and A's with me. You get your questions answered all the time. So sharing your outfits. Yes. Share your outfits. I love seeing what everybody is wearing. I do too. And how different the capsule looks on every person. It's just super duper fun for me. So Kelly, thanks again. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a great day, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. Class is dismissed for the day, but if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my free Facebook group, The Everyday Style Lounge. You can also visit my website for show notes, downloads, and links to resources we discussed during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast. Finally, be sure to subscribe to The Style School wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, I'd love if you'd leave a review and even share with your friends. Thanks so much. We'll see you back in class next week.